0: This is Millennially Speaking, a podcast about politics, pop culture, and everything in between. I'm David Latimer, and my co-host, as always, is Sherelle Boyer. Hello. How are you?
1: Good, how are you? I'm excellent. Awesome.
0: So, first topic that I want to talk about, Fox News kind of had a really bad weekend.
1: Fox News always has a bad weekend. So what's this weekend? Well,
0: specifically, this week, they had two of their hosts said, or, or two of their hosts had some controversial things happen to them. So the first was... On Saturday on Judge Jeanine Pirro's show, um, she was making some comments in an opinion piece. So it was mm. very clearly identified as an opinion piece. However, she basically was making some, I would call them derogatory remarks regarding uh, Representative Ilhan Omar. Oh she, God. she was basically making a thread that because she wears a hijab, that must mean that she supports Sharia law, which therefore means she doesn't support the Constitution and makes her I... an American.
1: I was waiting for this to happen. I was waiting for some conservative network. And of course, it was good old Fox News to say something about Ilhan Omar. And because I know how their stance on Muslims and, you know, they were pro the Muslim ban that Trump had going on. They were just waiting for a topic to hop on. And this anti-Semitic tweet thing It is putting fire under her whole situation.
0: Well, and we talked about that last week. Um, We talked about the the tweet. Again, she may have some sentiments that are less positive regarding Israel or she's not as pro-Israel as a lot of other people are. But I think it's kind of I wouldn't say it's a stretch, but I think it's very wrong to just say outright because she's wearing a hijab somehow that makes her an American it just it's a very bad argument to make. exactly
1: it's it's an awful like (laughs) it's a terrible deductive argument that she probably swore was that everyone was going to hop on and be like she's right like because of this this leads to that and that is so wrong that is so stereotypical having no knowledge of that type of religion and to take it on national
0: television and on Fox News one of the things that I think bothers me about it is that it just comes from a place of just a place of ignorance, of not really understanding. And not that we all have to like, you know, sympathize with each other and and know everybody's every little in and out of everybody's religion. Right. But just because she is Muslim does not make her un-American.
1: An exactly. And I don't know. I, th- I really think that politics right now is in a very petty state.
0: And clearly she cares at least a little bit about America. I mean, she did run for public little, office. Ex- she she at least cares some. Like you can't just call her outright un-American like Exa- she she, she wants to represent her constituents. She wants to represent a piece of America.
1: Exactly. No, she definitely cares.
0: Um and what was really interesting is that for I, I guess not not unprecedented, but Fox mm-hmm. News actually did condemn Janine Pirro's statements. Um
1: they're like we only let some some racism through, not all. <laughs> right. Well,
0: she she said these kind of outlandish claims that uh, basically Fox News said that like we don't support, like that's not something our network stands for. Right. Which is good. It's good that they're actually going to stand up to just some crazy statements. And it's it's okay to have opinion mm-hmm. on these shows. Especially one of the things that I appreciated is that if you actually watch the clip or you look at the clip where it appears, the chyron at the bottom, the lower third, actually does say opinion which a lot (laughs) of the (laughs) a lot of the other shows don't do that so i really do appreciate that now the other thing that happened this weekend with fox news it revolves around tucker carlson
1: they are trouble cut this network
0: so so this was a little different because i mean tucker carlson does say some things that a lot of people don't really agree with that one
1: rowdy guy at the party that doesn't (laughs) shut up
0: he does have that frat guy. Kind yeah. Of look, doesn't he?
1: Like, well, listen to me. I'm, t- I'm telling you a story. And you're like, oh, <laughs> this is going to be offensive.
0: Media Matters is a an organization that sort of studies and looks at the media and, and just different figures in it. And they found some uh, radio interviews that he did on a show back in. Actually, it was a couple interviews he did from 2006 all the way up through 2011 with Bubba the Love Sponge. Great name.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. But basically, basically, there were a lot of misogynistic and offensive things that he was saying and racist things just.
1: uh, And Fox News hired him?
0: He's been on the network for a while. Uh, He actually worked for MSNBC back in around that time, back in 2006. And then he moved over to Fox. So. Judge Jeanine Pirro, she actually did apologize for the comments, but kind of half apologized, like, you know, it's I wanted to start a debate. Whereas Tucker Carlson, basically not even a shot, apologized. He basically just said that, first of all, he called he called the statements naughty rather than like Jeez. offensive. <laughs> And he basically just said that, like, oh, it's it's the mob out to get me, the liberal mob with fake outrage trying to get me. Oh my god! Uh, and he, both Janine and Tucker, both said, anyone who disagrees with my views is welcome to come on and explain why. So basically, they're just inviting people on to a show to discuss things that they wouldn't agree with, surrounded by other people who won't you know, agree with that, like, because they're all going to stand behind Tucker anyway.
1: The worst setup possible, like, especially like being a liberal. I mean, it's a little intimidating going into a room with people that you already know aren't on your side. They're not willing to listen to change. They're willing to listen to have a debate with you. And everything that a liberal would say to this man would go in through one ear, out through another. You can't you can't change someone's opinion when they've already made up their mind. Right, and, it, and that's where he is.
0: And something similar happened. Ben Shapiro several months ago actually invited um, AOC onto his show to have a debate, and she said, "Absolutely not. Why would I want to go on that show and basically, you know, have a a fight with someone who's not actually wanting to debate? He just right. wants to, you know, make me look like a fool." Mm. Um, ba- basically, calling it um, bad intentions.
1: Yeah, I know a setup when I see one. Exactly, and,
0: <laughs> and it's not like he was here for debate. Um, he just wanted to. You know, throw her out there and and make her look bad, which exactly is exactly what most of them wanted to do. So, what do you think about how this all went down? Because uh, both of them have said the network is standing behind them. Neither have really harshly criticized um either host and I see no except, you know, we're waiting to see what advertisers do. But it at this point looks like they're both uh, gonna keep their jobs. There's no it's you know, look crazy. on that
1: crazy. like, More people need to be like the Food Network and Paula Deen, these people. Mm. Get, Get rid of them. They're dried up. They're obviously there. Like right now, everyone's trying to go for views. Let's call it like it is. America loves when two people can sit across from each other and debate and it gets heated. And I get it. But at the same time, it's dried up. It's over with. Like, I'm over it. When you start to cross the line of being offensive and you're not listening Why why are you just having this person talk you're Mm -hmm. trying to embarrass them and that's not fair
0: and with the Tucker Carlson thing I've said before like I don't like when people you know bring up things from people's past because people's views can change right personalities can change but my only issue is that I really wish instead of just immediately jumping on the defense I wish Tucker had just like apologized and just Mm -hmm. admitted like yeah I said those things. Uh, They're horrible things because he called women the C word, too. He did use like offensive language like that. So like it's if he women's just...
1: month, OK, Like let exactly. the feminists like, come
0: co- out. Worst possible time for that to come out. <laughs> but like if he had just apologized, like admitted what he did and moved on, you know, but that's not Fox News style. Fox News thinks that's more caving and looking weak.
1: The conservative drama channel.
0: So this is the timely topic. Uh, speaking of time, um, how do you feel about daylight? Do you like the day? Do you like the night?
1: I am a night owl. I would, you know, that part of Alaska, that's like six months of daylight, six months of nighttime. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to move there when it's six months of nighttime. (laughs) I love the dark when the light comes in. I get, I'm a vampire. I'm like, I have to start my day. I have to do stuff I don't want to do. I have to adult today. And at night I can do what I want.
0: Well, this past Saturday into Sunday was, as you know, daylight savings time as daylight savings began. So we got we lost that hour, but we did get more uh, sunlight. So as of right now, our sunsets around seven o'clock. Right. Which is weird. No, I kind of like it because we get a little more daylight. We get some more time outside. I know you said you're more of a, a night owl. Yes. I, I mean, I do like to be up late. That's sort of when I'm at my best is late at night. Right. But I do love to have sunlight as late as, you know... The summer solstice of like 830 because it's the day feels nice and long. And besides, as soon as you hit that time in summer, as soon as you hit the summer solstice, your days are getting shorter. Right. Which means winter is right <laughs> around the corner.
1: I'm a winter baby, though. I'm here for it. I I don't know. I'm just anti-summer and I'm anti this
0: daylight.
1: Really? I'm not. I'm not crazy. I promise. I just prefer it to be dark year round.
0: Well, so every time... Daylight savings comes around. Mm There is renewed argument about what is the purpose of daylight savings time? Why do we have it? You know, its origins trace back to, you know, agriculture and things like that, which that's not what our economy runs on anymore. Exactly. Um, And interestingly, you know, as I said, this is a topic that comes up every time we have daylight savings. Uh, President Trump actually tweeted out uh, making daylight saving time permanent is okay with me.
1: Hashtag not my president.
0: <laughs> really, this is what, this is what uh, made you switch. This is what made you switch away from Trump. This was it?
1: Oh, no, I was never on Trump's team. But um, I just, ew. Like like you said, it's common talk. Everyone brings it up when it happens. Uh, I'm just, like I said, I'm just not here for it. Like, make it nighttime. I like when I get out of work and it's dark out. I don't know. I love the dark. I'm a weirdo.
0: Well, because there's, there's actually several states that, actually don't use daylight savings time, right, uh, they- Arizona and Hawaii are two examples. They don't use daylight savings time. It's actually kind of confusing because um, if you're trying to distinguish what time it is in those different time zones, you actually have to, like I saw there was an ad for um, an Alliance of American football game. Hey, shout out to <laughs> AAF, but they were doing an ad for that. And in the print ad, it was giving the time zones, including the uh, Arizona standard time and I was oh. like oh yeah because it's different than the mountain time or you know central times like it's it is different exactly because they, like- it was just before you know we have the, the daylight savings time so the hours are different
1: oh see now I need to move to Arizona or Hawaii but they don't
0: even celebrate it not at all because
1: it's so inconvenient because you go throughout your day um, the when I was younger, I used to get excited by it because it was like a national thing. So oh, and you get that
0: one night of the year when you get an extra hour of sleep.
1: Exactly. Um, that's actually really fun when you're out partying. That actually happened to me. I was out in Philly and I was like, "Let's relive the hour." Like
0: it's two o'clock, and like, <laughs> oh, all of a sudden it's two o'clock again.
1: Yes, like it, I love it, and I always watch my phone too to watch mm-hmm. the time set back But um, it's just one of those things where it's like, do we like? Does it matter? <laughs>
0: well, and I just I really hate. When it's winter and because daylight savings times ends in November, you start getting those shorter days. And it's to the point where it's like, you know, four o'clock and the day is done. Like, you're at... It just feels like the day is so short that for a big chunk of the year, it's an unproductive time.
1: Oh, no. No. I'm always productive.
0: You're really really okay with nighttime. I am
1: Alaska. Here I come. When it's six months of dark. Like, I... I don't know. I'll take night over daylight anytime. I like rainy days over summer days. I like winter over summer. Well,
0: I think it's mostly because I don't like to drive in the dark as much. Not, oh. I'm not trying to be like an old person. <laughs> I'm just right, saying pop, like I I prefer to drive like especially if it's like I'm doing stuff which mm-hmm. would occur in the afternoon when it would, you know, be my most productive nighttime. time. <laughs> I would prefer to do it in the daylight. But like a lot of people, you know, they're working and they come home from work at five o'clock and it's already dark and they can't really do anything now because there's no more sunlight.
1: Ah, No keep it dark
0: so lastly i wanted to talk about allies (laughs) Uh, so Alyssa milano most people would know she's an actress she got her start as uh an actor on who's the boss right um so she's she right now is a big lgbt advocate she's an ally she does the she's a big leader in the me too movement uh for those that saw the kavanaugh hearing she was that celebrity that kept popping up in the background Every
1: is melissa or Alyssa milano behind me
0: yeah that (laughs) snl skit i loved it but um so Alyssa milano is a a really big uh lgbt advocate and she recently got uh, this past week she got into a little bit of controversy she was going at it with some people on Twitter, And she right. actually had somebody comment just to provoke her, commented at her, are you transgender? Mm-hmm. And you, you actually found the tweet. What did she say?
1: She responded with an outrageous response. She said, I'm trans. I'm a person of color. I'm an immigrant. I'm a lesbian. I'm a gay man. I'm the disabled. I'm everything. And so are you, Kirk. Don't be afraid of what you don't know or understand. No one wants to hurt you we are all just looking for our happily ever after
0: so I think people are pretty mad about what she said I think the biggest issue is that she you can be an advocate all you want you could be an ally or whatever you want to call yourself in terms of you know standing up for those people um, or those those types of people but to call yourself that, as if you you can identify with anything that they live with is like totally wrong.
1: She went the Rachel was it Rachel Dozel?
0: Yeah, is She all. Yeah, she went that route. Except well, she, well, she's trying to be like, oh, I'm black. I was, and she tried to act like you can identify as yeah, black. Yeah, but which it's like you can't do. You
1: can't understand a certain race or a certain sex's discrimination unless you are that race or sex. So for a woman who's not any of these things to come out and say, I am this, I am that you are not for you to have the understanding that they go through discrimination and, you know, you feel their need to protect them and bring awareness to it. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Be that person, be an advocate for them. But do not try to put that you are that I am that person. I am them. No, you're not. Oh, exactly. At the end of the day. If it's me as, you know, a minority female in an elevator and it's you as a white woman in an elevator, I mean, people are going to feel safer going to your side. So you don't know what it's like to be discriminated against and you can spot it, but you're not it. And it's hashtag that.
0: <laughs> exactly. And it's not just it's not just that she's white. She or, or that she's a woman. She is a privileged white woman so so she comes from this background of you know since she was a child she's been famous and she's been privileged she has more means which that's why people say oh it's okay that she's using her platform to be able to stand up for these people and right and do that. And
1: stick to just standing
0: up exactly right? there i mean there have been a lot of people who are are pretty mad about it some people saying like you know you're an advocate be okay with that this isn't the way to say you're with us you can't just fake an experience you don't have and people are saying that it's the i don't see color approach which is just oh, bogus God. exactly it's, it's the idea that you can just pretend that race doesn't exist or that you know we're all just part of the quote-unquote human race which oh, is God. of course is true of course that's true but it's the idea that we can't pretend that there aren't differences between us
1: right and honestly I was more upset with her tweet um, in response to her receiving all this backlash mm-hmm. what she, she said I'm glad this tweet invoked conversation which starting off I was like is, was this a setup we <laughs> all
0: we already are talking about this like we don't need you to like quote unquote start a conversation exactly
1: and she said I'm so sorry if it offended some I see you and hear you but just a reminder empathy is not a bad thing nuance is important and literal interpretation is not always intended and i need and can identify with and not as both are powerful
0: that was such a cop-out like
1: it was so weak and it was so like delete the tweet (laughs) like deleted deactivate your twitter for a day this goes back to like i said politicians and celebrities using Twitter as a platform since when do we give social media so much credibility
0: and I don't get why does she feel the need to to jump in on every single one of these issues like you can be an advocate and you can stand up for those people without having to you know quote-unquote identify with like you don't know what they deal with and, and I think her apology or lack of apology is the same thing we talked about in the earlier segment about um, Judge Jeanine Pirro and Tucker Carlson, where it's kind of a cop out. It's like, uh, I guess I apologize, but like, I'm still going to do whatever I want and say whatever I want. She
1: has a hefty platform. She um, is part of the Me Too movement. She's very active in promoting um, I guess you would say equality for everyone, which every... isn't
0: a wrong thing. That's fine.
1: Exactly, but like she said, um, don't identify as it. Just
0: mm-hmm.
1: acknowledge that it that people are being discriminated against. And exactly. Just keep it at that. Because exactly, you...
0: and and I I just wish that there was a better distinction between the two things that right. that people that want to stand up for certain groups, and that's that's the thing that these groups that are discriminated against. They, I know they appreciate having allies and having people that are not part of that group mm-hmm. to to speak up for them, but I, I think we talked about it earlier before we started the show, like, you can't be the voice of the group. If you're not part of that group, you can't be the voice of the group, right. but you can talk um, and, and defend the group. You exactly,
1: know? and um, I, that actually, when we were referring to that, that came from Malcolm X was talking about the NAACP, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's just going back to those times, just bringing it up as an example, you know, it's great that uh, people that aren't black wanted to help. You Mm -hmm. know, they realized that discrimination was happening, but you can't see it from that standpoint because you're not black. And like I said, for her, she's not a gay man. She's not a black female. She's not whatever she, whatever else she claimed. So she can stand and see and send support. But at the end of the day, it's you're not that thing. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're, opinion on it kind of doesn't have isn't really that valid
0: right it it doesn't hold the same weight and i think i mean the the whole statement was bad and i think the whole thing was not good but i think the one that bothers me the most is she's trying to say she's a person of color like yeah I, i feel like that to me is just the biggest like just just trying to be um, I'm just sympathetic like everyone be like the, else like right, well she's trying to be like the you know quote unquote white savior the idea that like the only way that um, black people is. could actually have a voice is if a white person is the one on the other end that it's like a palatable voice on the other end and that's totally invalid that's
1: American that is um, an American myth basically right
0: well white people standing up for people of color has historically been good but they can't speak for them and they can't you know, speak on their behalf. That's not fair. It's not, you can't do that. So to close out this week's show, we're actually trying out a new segment called off my chest. Basically, we're just going to say whether it's a positive or negative opinion, we're just going to say something, whatever we need to get off our chest. That's what we're going to say. So Sherelle, what do you need to get off your chest?
1: Oh, yes. I need to get off my chest that dear Joe Biden. You run in or gnaw, no, bro. Ugh. Like, I just need I need you to run so I can vote for you. Mm-hmm. You are one Democrat that if you decide to run a week before the election, I will. you have my vote. Please run or gnaw. No, stop torturing us.
0: I think Beto's the same way?
1: Yeah. No, no, no. I
0: can't. God, you don't care about it yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm telling he's you. Still te- I'm, he's still teasing everybody. Yeah,
1: like, I'm okay with the Democrats that we have now. I have kind of like a clear point on which direction I'm going once I step in the booth. But Biden, I mean... Come on, baby boy, you run, (laughs) you eliminate all other factors for me. And I think majority of America and I was really hype because Politico, they uh, had a little clip of Biden and he was giving a speech. Everyone was clapping for him. And once again, he threw in those little words and he said, um, hold your applause i'm gonna need it in a few weeks so i was like "Yay!"
0: why but what's the point why why hold off
1: oh my god no that was totally foreshadowing right there and i'm taking it and running with it so biden please run
0: (laughs) all right anything else you have to get off your chest
1: um i do have another one i guess this is like an unpopular no it's pretty popular opinion now growing up here in jersey and being a current resident of jersey governor murphy yeah, let's get it to Yeah, <laughs> let's get it together, sweetie. Uh, I voted for you. Uh, I'm a proud Democrat, as you already know. I'm a proud liberal. You're disappointing me. And I think you're disappointing a lot of the Democratic majority. And you promise a lot of things that you're not coming through with. And it's disappointing. Do not let New Jersey, a.k.a. one of the most progressive states on the East Coast, do not let us down. Legalize the stuff you said you would legalize. Wink, wink. Pass the laws that people are putting before you because they're speaking for the oppressed. And I feel like you're not listening. So I'm very upset with our current governor, but he'll get it together. I believe in him.
0: You know, I think uh, no matter who the governor is in New Jersey, I think you can never satisfy New Jerseyans. like I just I feel it's, like it's that's true, whether it's Republican or Democrat. I don't think we will ever like our governor. I think that's just a New Jersey attitude.
1: <laughs> Jersey. All right, I feel like you have a lot of things on your chest that oh, I Oh, I I
0: always have things on my mind and I, definitely things that I have to get off my chest. Um, this is all you. Let's go. So, <laughs> I also have two things. Yeah. One. So, okay. to all to all the guys out there that Yes, a shout out. <laughs> yes, to all the guys out there that feel like man, she put me in the friend zone. The friend zone is not a thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? The friends No, the friend zone is not a thing. Oh. So, the and the reason I say that is because women do not owe you anything and women don't have to like you or or put you in this position like just because you're both straight man and woman that doesn't mean they owe you anything and they didn't like put you in some place that like oh it's inescapable like
1: david the feminist i'm here for it i'm just like I,
0: i i get frustrated by that because it's i don't know
1: i'm so proud of you Absolutely. Just don't how come one guy gets it? This is the this is a general announcement. Uh
0: and the other thing I want to get off my chest dun, dun, dun. um slightly it's a story time. Oh. So entertain this, us. Yes. So um this was our junior year of high school. You and I we went to high school together.
1: You're taking it back, buddy.
0: Yes. And yeah. our English teacher, um so so I went to school and, and graduated from Rowan University with a degree in radio TV and film production and a minor in journalism so I do writing I do those kinds of things right. like I, I went to school for it did well in my English classes and all that
1: I went to school for political science <laughs> I felt like I had to throw it out there <laughs> you, you love
0: the politics side Um. so so in that class you know at the end of every year we always do like a research paper Mm -hmm. and you remember we always did these research papers and they were like the the most awful things that we ever did um and when she gave me back my paper and and the only reason i remember this is because i just came across it i saved the paper um she gave me back the paper and there are comments written like several times all over it um saying like your words question mark and you know make sure if it's someone else's that you make sure you cite it and just things like that. And she put at the end, like, she put comments about make sure you're you're giving credit to other people's words. There was not a spot in there, specifically the points where she was, like, making a mark mm-hmm. where anything was anyone else's words. If it was somebody else's words, it was clearly marked oh, everywhere a, across upset. the board. I do not plagiarize and I would never plagiarize, especially where we live in an era with the Internet and you can very easily search things because most of my papers were done with internet sources because it's so much faster. Right. Um, and it just, it really bothered me that she did that because if you're going to call me out for plagiarism, give me a zero on the paper and say I plagiarized. If Facts. you're not, then why would you write that comment on my paper?
1: Um, I think this is your way of telling us that you're an amazing journalist.
0: I'm just and saying. That your
1: work was so great that everyone thinks you copied it.
0: Right. Well, I'm just saying like.
1: <laughs> it's a backhanded compliment. It,
0: well, it kind of was like an insult to think that like somehow my writing couldn't possibly be good enough that the words that were in my paper couldn't possibly be mine because there's no way I'm smart enough to know that. I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm not trying to say I'm an amazing writer or anything. I'm just saying... you getting like, it
1: off your chest. I,
0: I'm just... I got to get it off my chest. that Like, just the idea that somehow I am not smart enough to write smart words and to, to say things and speak eloquently and...
1: It's it just, frustrating. It's
0: very frustrating. And I I told you this before the show, but I promise... Uh, if and when I get some kind of a professional writing job, uh, depending on which direction my career goes, <laughs> I will find a way to to find her address and I will mail that paper back to her with a letter in there saying, like, I hope that you never did this to anyone else and I hope you never, <laughs> you know, said somebody else was plagiarizing because I remembered that forever and I don't need that because I have this amazing job and... And I did it because I'm smart, not because I cheated and stole somebody else's words. Because how dare you do that? And how dare you say that about me?
1: Can I just say one thing? What? Um, I'm pretty sure Miss So-and-so is happily retired on the beach in Florida. Mm-hmm. Not thinking about this paper.
0: Oh, I know she's not. And yet I still <laughs> want to find her and send her this paper.
1: Each time a woman stands up for herself without knowing it, without claiming it, she stands up for all women. Maya Angelo.
0: And that's all for this edition of Millennially Speaking. I'm David Latimer.
1: And I'm Sherelle Boyer.
0: You can find us on Instagram at millennially speaking. And send us your comments or questions to Millennially_Speaking at gmail.com. That's M-I-L-L-E-N-I-A-L-L-Y speaking at gmail.com. We may even put some on the air. We'll be back next week.